0: and with every day that goes by with the more processing that I do, the more I feel convicted of who I am, the more proud of who I am, I am becoming. And the more determined I am to essentially like let my freak flag fly, right? Because we all have our particular brand of weird. And actually, that is what makes you special and unique. If you can accentuate your weird, that's where you shine. Welcome to another episode of The Magic of Transformation. I'm your host, Stephanie Zeller. I'm super excited for you to join me today. This episode I think is going to be a little bit fiery. I have a lot going on, a lot on this topic. I don't know what I will end up naming this episode but I feel like it should be named Fuck the Haters, Move Forward Anyway. Maybe like Fuck the Haters, You Do You. I don't know. We'll see. It's probably, um, probably not either one of those things when you clicked play today, but that is kind of the vibe of this episode. So buckle up, get ready. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a empowering one. Before I dive in, I just want you to know that I have a lot of offerings. If you want to work one on one with me, you can check out ways to do that at thetransformationschool.com. I have a whole bunch of links in the show notes if you look below, including some free offerings, a free masterclass. I have a free weekly dose of magic, which is extra magic that you get in your life, which is pretty amazing. I have one-on-one magic sessions where you can schedule and work with me directly. Check out all of those. If you like the show, please, please, please rate and review. I love when you guys write a review. In fact, one of you have won a magic session for writing a review, and I will announce that in the next episode. But I am going to be running another little like gift giveaway if you rate And review, meaning like you actually write a review on Apple, you will automatically be entered into win. If you have already done it previous to now, you are automatically entered in as well. And so let's go ahead and start that again. Winner is going to receive money off towards a workshop or a one on one magic session with me, your choice. I think a lot of people in the world could use the message that I'm going to share today. I know that I have needed this message a million times before. So In your mind, if anybody pops in, send this episode to them. Let's all support one another. Okay, let's dive in. So I had a recent experience where someone very, very close to me rejected me. And when I say rejected, what I mean is they kind of bullied me. They made fun of me, mocked me, belittled me. <laughs> uh, they did it in the presence of others more than once. And as I've been processing that over the last several weeks, I thought that it might be a good moment to sort of share my my thoughts on my own process of how I'm processing that and my perspective on it. Because here's the thing. We've all been rejected, right? Like, there's not a single person in the world that at some point in time has not felt the sting of rejection or has not experienced some form of rejection, big or small. So what do we do? What do we do when we feel rejected? And I want to talk about this in two different ways, because I was talking to someone about a week ago, and I was sharing with them this experience that I was going through. And they said that they had experienced something similar in their own family where they were really fearful of rejection. And so they were repressing parts of themselves and not being fully expressive about parts of themselves because they didn't want to be rejected by anyone in their family and then once they finally did express those parts of themselves they realized that like it was kind of all in their head so we have experiences like that where we are just really afraid of rejection but our fear is largely in our head and the fear Is based on past experiences of us being rejected in the past. But what we're really doing is we are frozen with fear that we are going to have to experience rejection in the future if we do certain things, make certain decisions, express certain parts of ourselves. But then once we finally do, once we finally find the courage, we find that a lot of times those fears are largely unfounded, meaning those things actually don't come into fruition. Let's put that in box A. That's box A. But then in box B, what happens? In box B, actually, sometimes these things do come into fruition. And this was my experience recently. When someone very close to me really mistreated me, disrespected me in so many ways, what do you do when someone that has been like a long-term person in your life, whether it be family, friend, or partner, what do you do when someone like that does outright Reject you or mock you or belittle you or make fun of you. And I just want to say this is so common in the self transformation sector because if you're doing any work to transform or change, then people in your community, in your friend group, your partner, in your family, someone is bound to notice that change or transformation and potentially feel a little bit uncomfortable with it because. We often feel a connection with people when we're the same as them. And so when you start to evolve and change, it makes other people uncomfortable, and they don't know how to handle that discomfort. And sometimes they'll lash out at you, you know, because now you're different from them. So what do you do? Like, what do you do? And, and how do you respond based on how they're lashing out to you? Are they just kind of giving you the cold shoulder? Or are they, like in, in my case, kind of outright being aggressive towards you? I remember having a, a client of mine that went through your life's work And she had done so much personal work. And she had actually really changed and evolved. And one of the things that she'd really changed is her diet. Like, she just started eating a lot cleaner. And she went out with a group of girlfriends for a weekend trip. And they started kind of making fun of her for the kind of food she was eating. And then it kind of escalated into making fun of her, like, for a lot of the things that she was doing. And she felt really othered. You know, she felt really bad. And, like, of course, And that's kind of similar to what happened to me. And so I just want to speak to that. I want to create a space today in this episode to speak to that a little bit, speak to what I've done to process this event and what I've seen my clients do and just some ways forward. And I want to give you some new ways to think about this and maybe not be so afraid of it happening. So before I go any further, I want to say that this is such a fucking gift. Like the fact that this has happened to me is such a gift. Because what is actually inadvertently done is it has caused me to have to step up and own myself in a way that I didn't realize I hadn't previously done. Because when somebody's so deeply close to you starts attacking you and your character and who you authentically are, you have two choices in that moment. You can either back down and allow them to suppress you, allow them to control, coerce, manipulate you. You can quiet your own voice. You can stifle your own light or you can do the opposite. You can step up and you can say no. And you can say, I refuse to dim my light. I refuse to be silenced. I refuse to be manipulated and coerced. I'm going to shine bright because that's my fucking right. And that is the gift that this experience is giving me. It is giving me a catalyst to step up and to shine bright, to shine brighter than I ever have before. And I am so fucking grateful. I mean, I really am. Now, is this also like traumatizing and confusing and upsetting? Yes, it's all of those things. But ultimately, I see the gift and I saw it from the moment it occurred. I saw, oh, wow, this, this is going to change something for me. And I am, I am feeling That change. And with every day that goes by, with the more processing that I do, the more I feel convicted of who I am, the more proud of who I am, I am becoming. And the more determined I am to essentially like let my freak flag fly, right? Because we all have our particular brand of weird. And actually, that is what makes you special and unique. If you can accentuate your weird, that's where you shine. You shine in your weird. Because who wants to be like everybody else? Am I right? So first, let's just discuss why we have a fear of other people rejecting us, and if that fear is founded in any truth, like if that will really come to fruition. So this is like the box A that I was referring to. I feel like for the last couple of years, here and there, I have withheld certain parts of myself because I've essentially been afraid of people like maybe not understanding me or people rejecting me, for instance, like, I held back for a really long time from sharing in a more public way, that I'm intuitive, that I'm psychic, that I'm also a medium, because I was like, I'm coming from a scientific background. And that is super fucking fringe. And nobody that comes from the sciences is going to understand that until it got to the point that I was like, Guess what? I don't care. Because you know what's happened since I have come out and told people that I'm intuitive and psychic is I've actually had a lot of other people from the scientific community share with me in confidence that they are too. Several people. Okay? I've had several people. And if you're one of them, and you're listening to this podcast, you weren't the only one. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that so amazing that so many people have come forward and spoken their truth to me? And guess what? They were terrified, even though I'd already proclaimed in a very public way that I'm intuitive, that I'm psychic. I've had many other people from the scientific community in research that have doctorates come forward and tell me in confidence that they're psychic too, and that I'm one of like the only few people that they've ever told. Why do we have to keep these things hidden? It's so it's so absurd. I was scared for a really long time to proclaim that in a more public way, even though I've been doing intuitive psychic medium sessions for now like four or five, I don't know, six years. It's been a while I've been doing these. And I've changed people's lives, you guys, I can't tell you how many people have just burst into tears, have been so grateful, have told me after these sessions, these intuitive sessions that their life has completely, completely changed. That was my weird and that is what I was afraid to proclaim. That's one example. Another example that's like, very recent, is right now on Instagram for the month of June. Hopefully you've listened to the June 2023 energy update. But if it's past June of 2023, let me just give you a glimpse into what it was. One of the major themes in the June of 2023 energy updates was that this is a month to feel pleasure. So I had this kind of intuitive idea that I should share with people on Instagram how I experience pleasure, because here's the truth. Five, six years ago, I rarely experienced pleasure, but I didn't realize that I was rarely experiencing pleasure because I didn't know what was possible. I didn't know that I could have days that were just filled with pleasure. Like I didn't think that that was a thing. Even if people said it was a thing, I didn't actually think it was a thing. So I was just living my life, but here I am five, six years later and I realized, oh my God, so much more pleasure can be had. And so I want to reach out to the Stephanie from five to six years ago and I want to give her a big hug and I want to tell her, my love, there's so much more pleasure that you can feel. And so I had this idea to share on Instagram, on stories every single day, ways that I experience pleasure. Now that I experience pleasure so frequently, I mean, for hours every single day, if not some days, the whole day, I'm just like in a state of peace and bliss. Also, I experience pain and heartache here and there, which is what I'm talking about today with this recent rejection, right? But It is nothing like it used to be. I don't stay in loneliness or sadness for very long. Even right now, as I'm processing this event, I only feel like the grief or the sadness, I don't know, for a matter of minutes every single day. That is so different from the way it used to be. And the way that I've done that is I've cultivated these pleasure practices. And so I'm sharing how I've increased pleasure on Instagram. But you know what? Before I started doing that about five, six days ago, I hesitated. And I thought, I don't know. I know a lot of people that follow me are stuck in anxiety. They feel stuck. And it may trigger them. It may trigger them that I feel pleasure. It may trigger some people how free I feel because they don't feel that free. And I don't want to trigger them. I don't want to make them feel bad. And then I realized... Okay, but that's not authentic. Like holding back the joy that I feel, holding back the pleasure that I feel in my life right now isn't authentic. That's not authentically me. Like I'm I need to make it known that I feel fucking amazing instead of letting people assume that I am still like stressed and anxious like I used to be. Because if I can show people pleasure maybe they can realize that they can have it for themselves. And if I'm triggering people, that's okay. That's okay too. Those people don't have to follow me, right? So these are little ways that I myself have worried about people's reactions, what people will think if I will polarize or trigger people. How can I be just more like vanilla? How can I be more neutral so that everybody Likes me because I grew up in a household where I was trained to think that it was really important that everyone liked me. Can I get an amen? Like, who else has been taught to be a people pleaser? Who else has been taught that it's important that people like you? If we grow up, Believing that it's important that people like us, which is, I would say, like 99% of the population, most people think it's important to be liked because most people need to be in a tribe. That's neurologically, biologically, evolutionarily wired into our systems that we need a tribe in order to survive. So it's not like I'm alone here. But more often than not, the ways that we fear we will experience rejection are all in our head more often than not. So how do we move through it? And here's the thing, whether this is box A of people really aren't going to mock you, belittle you, come after you, cancel you, or box B like people will, actually, we need to take the same action. Whether it's A or B, and you never know, right? When you're afraid to express new parts of you, when you're afraid to be yourself authentically in the world, we don't know if our fears are going to fall into box A, where it's just in our head and nothing as bad is going to happen, or box B, where, yeah, shit will hit the fan. Somebody will hurt us. Somebody will say hurtful things to us. We don't know, but the action is the same regardless. What is the action? The action is you do it anyways. Why? Because the path to peace, the path to bliss, the path to joy, the path to an authentically aligned community is being authentic. That's it. Being authentic in the world being authentic to yourself and in the world is the answer to most of your problems. So how do you do it? If you are terrified, then you find ways to start small. You start small, and you slowly build from there. Recently, I was listening to this podcast with Sahara Rose, and she was talking to this Instagram expert. And she was saying, I grew a following based on spiritual principles and Ayurvedic text. I wrote a book on Ayurveda, and I was like this spiritual teacher. But you know what? I also liked to twerk. And I was going to all these dance classes, and I was twerking. And I really wanted to share that on my Instagram platform, but I was terrified. But I started doing it. I would like post a video of me twerking that was only like 5 seconds then I would take it down and then I would post another one and then I would take it down. And I was so scared and slowly but surely she started posting more and more videos of her twerking and now you go to her page. I think her username is I am Sahara Rose and it's like half of her videos are her like shaking her ass and it's amazing. Right? And people love her for it. Did people reject her for it in the beginning? Some did and some didn't. Some wrote like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be a spiritual teacher. And then some were like, oh, hell yeah, girl. Because the people that were saying hell yeah were like, oh, I didn't realize that I could be spiritual, that I could be Ayurvedic, and I could shave my ass. That's cool. And then the people that were essentially rejecting her, telling her she couldn't do that, you know what they're also rejecting? They're rejecting themselves. Because anyone that is rejecting you is rejecting a part of themselves too. And you always have a choice for how to respond to those people. And over time, she stopped caring. Like she cared less and less and less, and now she doesn't care at all. Interesting thing, just a side note, when we care less, we tend to get less haters. And that's because your energy says, I own myself completely. And when you own yourself completely fewer people are willing to challenge you. They feel your conviction. We can all read energy. We feel when someone is unsure of themselves, and we feel when they have some fucking conviction, don't we? And when you do have conviction, you're less likely to get haters in real life or online. But we have to build up that conviction, don't we? So part of the way we do that is through subconscious work, through reprogramming. And this is what I always suggest people do first before they take action in real life. This is what all my workshops will help you do. Transform Foundations, Your Life's Work. See it in the show notes, the transformationschool.com. All of my online workshops will help you reprogram your subconscious mind to build up conviction and confidence before you go out into the world. But then once that is built up to a certain degree, you have to start going out into the world and you have to start taking small baby steps, small actions to own yourself, own who you are in the world for others to see. And over time, with each one of those stair steps that you take, you will build confidence and conviction. That's the path forward, whether it's box A of no one's actually going to hate on you or box B people are going to hate on you. You still got to do it. You still got to move forward. So what do you do if it happens? Which is what's happened to me. Now, first of all, I have to say 9 times out of 10 it is box A for me. It's just in my head and it doesn't actually happen in reality, but this really weird thing happened with this person in my life and they did attack me and they did reject me and they rejected me in a really kind of public aggressive disrespectful way so what do i do okay step number 1 i feel all of my feelings because I had a little bit of like a codependent and meshed attachment to this person, what they said did hurt me. But here's the thing, I didn't realize that I still had a little bit of a codependent attachment to them. Sometimes we don't realize that we don't have proper boundaries and that we are able to live in a somewhat unattached, But loving state with other people until they do certain things to provoke us or they trigger us or they say really hurtful things to us or they do something to us. And then we're like, whoa, that really stung. And that's what happened to me. Really, really stung. And I was actually surprised because I, you guys, I rarely get that triggered anymore. I mean, it's been months since I've really been that triggered. And this really triggered me. And so what did I do? Well, when it happened, and it happened more than once. But when it happened the first time, I watched myself be triggered. There was like a part of me that was able to step back and observe myself being triggered. Now, what did I do in that triggered state? Well, I allowed myself to feel and express my emotions, I did the best I could to not overreact to that person at the time that they were essentially attacking me. But Then as soon as I was able to be alone, I started processing and I started processing using my tool trigger free. And I processed and I processed and I used the tool multiple times in a row. And I used it to deprogram to remove anything I could think of about this person that was triggering me. And I started feeling better. And I started getting clarity and I realized, okay, I can, I think I can be around this person and not be triggered. But then this person subsequently repeated their actions. And because of the situation that I was in, I couldn't extricate myself completely from the situation and remove myself from this person. And so unfortunately, I was just in this situation where I was being triggered by this person over and over again. However, because I was using this tool trigger-free In between seeing this person, each time they triggered me, it was less and less and less. The charge of the trigger with them was less and less and less. And then I was able to essentially now have like many, many days without contact with this person. And I've been able to use my tool trigger free, but also use a lot of my tools because I have a lot of tools for processing. The thing about processing is that you have to feel all of your emotions, you just have to go deep, deep, deep into the depths. With them. And so I've been using a lot of my tools from your life's work and transform foundations and trigger free to process through all of these emotions. Now, you will always get clarity about a situation about what to do next, about how to handle it moving forward, about what actually happened, about why you were triggered, and about how you were keeping yourself hostage in a prison when you didn't have to be. All of those things will be clear once you have completed processing, once you have finished feeling all of your feelings. So that's what I've been doing. And I've been getting more and more and more clarity. Here are the things that I have learned. Number one, this person exposed in me a hidden fear and this hidden fear was of rejection, not just rejection by them, but rejection out in the world. Now, I have been doing my damnedest to be authentic as fuck out in the world. Over the last five to six years, to expose myself to be vulnerable in ways that I literally never dreamed that I could be, especially on this podcast. I mean, I've shared a lot of vulnerable shit on this podcast, and that was hard for me. And I'm super proud of myself for doing it. And I thought by and large, I had removed these tendrils of parts of me that were afraid of rejection. But what this person showed me was that I hadn't, that there were still little parts of me that were fearing rejection. And what happens is when those people trigger those parts in you, it gives you an opportunity to really process them. See, things come up to come out. This fear of rejection was coming up to the surface, and I then had an opportunity to process it and to move it out. And that is what I've been doing. And literally every day, I'm not joking, literally every day, I become less and less afraid of what people think of me. I can feel it in my bones. It's like I have become untethered in a way that I didn't know was possible before. This makes me think, actually, of Sahara Rose again. Her parents wanted her to be, I think, either like a doctor or an attorney, but she decided to go to India and study Ayurveda. And she told her father, I'm going to write a book about Ayurveda. And he was so ashamed of her that he essentially told her, like, I'm so ashamed of you. You're dead to me. And so she went out into the forest and she just started shaking, shamanic shaking. This is when you just like completely shake your body. This is a great tool to move out emotions and stuck energy and trauma. And she just started shaking and she spent time processing it. But then she realized that afterwards, like, Her biggest fear had happened. Like her biggest fear was that she would be rejected by her parents. And once she was actually rejected by her parents, it liberated her. Because she had nothing left to be afraid of. This is the gift of being triggered, y'all. This is the gift of being rejected. Because every time you are rejected, it brings up your fear of rejection. And if you process it, that's key. Because if you don't process it and you try and just ignore it and you move on in your life it actually just gets stored as more trauma. But if you do process it, which is obviously what I've been doing, what it's doing is it's excavating deep, deep, deep seated fears of rejection that were planted from childhood, and it's removing them so that I don't have to be that afraid moving forward. So this experience has shown me that I was still afraid. This experience has helped me be less Afraid. This experience has helped me to own myself in a deeper, more profound way than I ever have before and just really not give a shit. I'm just like moving into this space where I just truly don't give a shit. You either like me or you don't. Whatever, right? I'm done censoring myself, hoping that everybody can find like little things about me that they like. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to be me. And the people that resonate with my messaging, resonate with my teachings, with my workshops, come join me. Let's talk about things. Let's grow together. For the people that don't, that feel triggered by me, that don't understand me, whatever, go find somebody else to grow with. That's fine. There's plenty of people in the world for both of us. This is the kind of liberation that is on the other side of rejection. So this is really what I want to say to you. Rejection sometimes feels like it could be the most terrifying, debilitating thing. And here I am on the other side of being rejected, not just in this experience, but let me tell you, this has been a pattern in my life. This has been a theme. I've had a lot of people that I look up to reject me. I've had a lot of people criticize me. I've had a lot of controversy around me. And it's not something that I experience anymore all the time. In fact, at this point, I kind of rarely experience it, which is why this was so interesting. But it's something that I have experienced many times. And every time on the other side, I feel more free. I feel more liberated. I feel less afraid. And that is where you want to get to. So here's the thing. If you're moving forward in life and there are parts of you right now inside that you want to share, that you want to experiment with, that you want to show to the world, I have so many past clients, current clients, and just people that contact me and they say, I want to start a podcast. I want to be on Instagram. I want to do this. I want to do that, but I'm so afraid. Rejection is not the worst thing. If it happens, you will be okay. Think about it right now. When have you been rejected in your past? Did you survive? Yes, you did. And I bet in a lot of ways, you're stronger for it happening. We can't not take action in life because we're afraid of what will happen. That is a recipe for living a small, mediocre, unsatisfied, unfulfilled life, my friend. And it's not something that I want you to be experiencing. So start small. Start small. Now, I want to close with this one thing, because maybe the person that you are afraid of rejecting you is your partner. Maybe it's friends, a community, or someone in your family, or maybe it's all of the above. I've experienced rejection in all of those categories. And there are always ways to respond. After you get done processing, it will be clear to you what you should do in response to that rejection criticism, belittling, mocking, however somebody behaves towards you. A lot of times it's like, don't take action and just don't be around that person. Sometimes it's to have a sit down conversation with that person, have a heart to heart. Sometimes, like in my case, I know that a conversation would be futile because this person and I are so different at this juncture that they would not be able to hear what I'm saying. So what I'm doing right now with this person in my life is I'm just moving into a space of non-attachment, of neutrality, and into a space of love. And I've felt deep glimmers of this place of love, of just being able to recognize that this person is doing the best that they can. And I'm not saying that like emotional abuse or attacking other people is okay. And if this person does this to me again, I will 100% put a stop to it and essentially just say, like, I'm not here for this. (laughs) I'm not your punching bag, right? But my point being that, you guys, anyone that bullies other people is bullying themselves in the same way. If people are spreading pain in the world, it's because they have an ocean of it within them. And I just want you to take that in. When people reject you, it's not about you. It's about them. 100% of the time when people reject you, it's not about you. It's about them. And sometimes it takes a while to see that because we do get triggered and we do feel emotions, but when you get to the other side of the emotions, things become really clear and you see how much pain these people that attacked you are in. And a lot of times this is where empathy and compassion and love can come in. Anyone that I've ever forgiven in my entire lifetime, anyone that has ever wronged me, anyone that has ever bullied me, anyone that has ever mistreated me, abused me, whatever it may be, I've processed and moved into a space of forgiveness with them. And I've actually moved into a space of gratitude for them because they were the catalyst that helped me break free from my internal prison. And that's the gift. Of processing, that's the gift of tools like Trigger Free, is when you have the right tools to quickly process pain, you break free. And then you're permanently free. Now, if someone were to say to me the words that this person said to me merely a few weeks ago, it wouldn't mean anything to me because I've done so much processing around it at this point that I just feel free. I don't care. Like, I don't care. And that's a great place to be. You always have a choice when someone disrespects you, if you want to stay in relationship with them, if you want to leave the relationship, or if you want to stay in the relationship, but set new boundaries. Those are your options. You always have those options. If you are in any type of abusive relationship, The thing that is not loving to do is to continuously forgive someone that is mistreating you. We don't sacrifice ourselves because we understand the pain they're in, because that's not loving. Like, it wouldn't be loving for me to allow another person to continue mistreating me. It wouldn't be loving to myself, and it actually wouldn't be loving to them. It's kind of like, we can forgive murderers, but that doesn't mean we let them keep murdering, does it? No. The loving thing to do is to put them in a place where they can no longer murder people, hurt other people and themselves, and hopefully get them the help that they need. That's the loving thing to do. So be really aware because I know that I have a lot of people that listen that are full of empathy and that are caretakers and that tend to self-sacrifice themselves and forgive other people and then not set boundaries and that is not the answer to things. So you always have a choice of how to respond to people that are mistreating you or rejecting you. Remember that. Remember that moving forward. You get to act. And we want to do it from a place of love for ourselves, and for others. So before I close, what is the thing that you've been wanting to do, even if it's really deep down, even if it's hidden? But you're afraid of being seen. You're afraid of somebody rejecting you. Whatever comes into your mind is the right thing. That is the thing that your heart is calling you to do. Because, my friend, if this person, if this group, if this partner, if this friend, if this family member rejects you, you will still be okay, won't you? You will survive that rejection. But you know what you shouldn't do? You know what you won't survive long term is suppressing your innermost desires is dimming your inner light is stopping yourself from shining brightly, stopping your authentic self from expressing through you. So How can you do that thing? And if that thing feels way too big, if it feels way too scary, okay, how can you do it on the smallest scale possible? And in spite of the fear, in spite of the possibility of rejection, how can you just take that first step forward?